Welcome along to Money to Burn, the podcast that looks at the lighter side of business. But this is no regular edition of Money to Burn. Today is a Money to Burn Coffee With episode. A Money to Burn Coffee With, I'll be having coffee with various people from across the world of business. We could be having coffee with a teacher, coffee with a politician, coffee with a TV star, or even coffee with a billionaire. So who will I be having coffee with today? There's only one way to find out. Grab a hot beverage from the kitchen and join me and my guest for the latest edition of Money to Burn Coffee With. Cheers. You're listening to Money to Burn Coffee With. So for all our listeners around the globe of Money to Burn, the podcast looks at the lighter side of business, you know that a few months back we launched a mini version of our podcast called Money to Burn Pocket Change, a five minute mini episode of the regular show, and now we are launching yet another version of Money to Burn called Money to Burn Coffee With. I'll be having coffee with various people from the business world, from doctors to actors to athletes to astronauts, you name them, we're going to be speaking to them. So in this very first Money to Burn Coffee With episode, who will we be having coffee with today? Well, to kickstart Money to Burn Coffee With, it could only ever be one person, and that is Mr. Coffee himself, well, in name anyway, it's the CEO and co-founder of Squid, Matthew Coffee. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks a million, Dave. That was a great intro. Cheers. Thanks very much for having me on. Ah, uh, thanks very much. It's 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 not a bad intro for early in the morning. For anyone who listens, this is five a.m., isn't it, Matt? We're both up very early. Tough, hard workers. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, couldn't miss couldn't miss the opportunity to be up first. <laughs> Perfect. So t- tell us, Matt. Kick it off by just letting us know what led to you being the CEO of Squid. Yeah, sure. So. Basically, what happened was um, myself and the co-founder of the company, Katie Farrell, we both met in college. Um, so we met in when we were in UCD, um, yeah. and we both had um, we were both put on this scholarship thing. And basically, what happened from my perspective was I found out about Katie, and we were told that we had to get a first each semester to maintain this thing. Um, and then I I found out about Katie, and I heard that she was an absolute genius. Um, and so I kind of I quickly worked out. Okay, right. Well, there's no hope of me getting through this thing unless I have a bit of help. So myself and Katie, we linked up, and um, we basically found that we just worked quite well together. So we we worked our way kind of through UCD. Then we went on to Berkeley together. We both did an Erasmus over to Berkeley, and California. We yeah, yeah, very yeah, nice. Exactly. Yeah, and then after that, we came back and we did um, we did the same masters again in uh, Trinity and so at that stage we were kind of like we've been we've been working on projects and making sure that we've, we've gotten the grades together and stuff over the course of four years and we were kind of joking around and stuff saying that like oh geez we should you know we should just we should just set up our own thing so uh that was that was kind of initially where it started from was that we we it was it was when we were over in um Berkeley initially that like we kind of we came across the idea and then we were thinking about it a bit more when we got back to Trinity um, and then it was it was after that that um, we we kind of went straight into it, um, which which you know was was a very 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 steep learning curve for the two of us. So um, so so that was basically how it began was that the two of us met in college and then and then we kind of just kicked started from there. Something that I always do agree with is it's it's about surround. I think most things in life is about surrounding yourself with good people. So I think that was the real probably good start for you was finding someone that you knew this person's great. Oh, 
exactly. And I mean, yeah, no, hundred percent. I would be, I would be so lost and so goose without a, without Katie. So I was, I was extremely lucky um, that she was, she was mad enough as well to come and uh, set up Squid with me. So. And where did the idea come from? Was it you or Katie, or was it a bit of both? Uh, a bit of both. I mean, it was, yeah, it was definitely the two of us that we, like, it was, it was, it was kind of when we were over in Berkeley, to be honest, that we started looking around and. Um, I mean, it was just a mad place. Like, there was a load of, like, you, you might be walking down the road and you'd see, like, a robot or something just pass you by. Yeah. Um, so it was, like, it was just so much innovation and everything going on. Um, but then, you know, we so we started, like, seeing all these apps and stuff that they didn't have back in Ireland. And there was a load of things that we were going, geez, that's going to be huge when it gets back over here. Um, like, they kind of had, you know, like, car sharing apps, um, things like that. They had all sorts of, like, you know, uh, new platforms to build apps on, just, like, I don't know, just sort of stuff for everything, really. But, like, the one thing that we noticed which was quite strange was, um, yeah, the lack, of, the lack of one for loyalty cards. I mean, we, we it happened to us a good few times that, like, if we were out um, yeah. Yeah, shopping for something and whatnot, just the classic problem of, oh, God damn it, I left it back at the house or I've forgotten it or I've lost it. Or it's or, crumpled up in your wallet or the bottom of your bag and it looks like the dog's been eating it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or even, even, you know, people people asking you at a, when when you're checking out, you know, do you want to... You want to join our loyalty program and they you know they hit you with this massive leaflet or something like that yeah and they say all you all we need is you know 20 minutes of your time to, to go and fill this thing out you know, do you yeah. want to add no not today um so that was that was initially where it came from was when we were over there we were just kind of struck by you know being in that center of innovation and yet there was nothing there was nothing there to put all the loyalty cards in one place and to make the sign up easier even though as i was saying you know the fact that it was it was being used in pretty much every business and we you know like the the market size was was kind of massive. So as I said, it was it was that idea that we both kind of we 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 ha- we started from that premise of kind of like right, can we what can we put all the loyalty cards in one place? And then it kind of evolved over time from there. That um, in particular when we actually when we actually got into it, when we actually started off, um, there was just there was so much learnings, you know, from the from the businesses perspective. Yeah. Um, so it was all it was all focused initially on the the potential app user, uh, but then all of a sudden you know we went out and we started talking to businesses and trying to work out what does uh, like what what inspires loyalty to their businesses and um, yeah it, it turned out to, that the, you know the card the card and the loyalty system itself was it was a very small part of that um, so so we had to we you know we realised that we we're going to have to have much more in our app in order to to get businesses to buy into it. Um, you know things like their branding, uh, their products. They wanted to kind of a unique feel on the platform. Um, they wanted lots of control. They wanted to get some analytics back from it. Um, you know to gauge kind of return on investment in the system. Yeah. And most importantly, they just wanted to be able to engage with uh, with customers. So you know a lot to do with kind of just communication and stuff, which is which is something we're kind of just trying to bring out now about you know like we 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 kind of realised that it was more to do with connecting. Um, you know, connecting customers to the people behind the business, like the people who run the business. Exactly. And that's yeah. where you, yeah, that's that's sort of where you nurture that sense of loyalty. So, um, very long-winded way of it. <laughs> no, it's not at all. No, it's really interesting because it's great to hear you saying like that you, like it, it sounds like a lot of market research was done, a lot of thought went into this. It's not just something that's a gimmick so you can say, oh, have that in your shop, it'll be great, it'll look nice on your counter. It sounds like talking about the analytics it's very, it, it's a good return on investment is what businesses really need right now. And it sounds like a lot of thought went into that and a lot of market research. So it wasn't just something that popped up overnight, which leads me to my next question is, how does it work? 
Yeah, so um, so basically it was all it was all to do with simplicity. Again, was you know was our big thing. So yeah. we started off we started off just thinking, okay, how does it work now? Um, in terms of how do loyalty systems work now, and we want to keep it as close to that as possible because we tried to think, you know, we don't we don't want to have to reinvent the wheel here. No. So um, so what we focused on initially was stamp based uh, loyalty systems, which is which is where the app is still now. So in other words, you know, things that you get in like a coffee shop. Um, where you have a stamp card, buy buy ten get one free, that kind of loyalty card, um, and you just get stamps on top of it. And basically, what we've done is we've replaced um, the stamper with a with a tag. So it's basically a, a little sticker that sits on on top of a cork, um, and it, each business has has one of these things. Yeah. And what happens is that a that an app user will go into the business and they'll be able to tap their phone off this tag. And um, same as you know, stamping kind of motion on top of the uh, on top of the tag, and that's what a lot um, stamps to their to their uh, phone. So the idea basically is that your phone powers the tag, so the tag doesn't have any battery, any you know, any wires, any uh, wow. Wi-Fi needed or anything like that. The power is supplied by um, your phone itself to the tag, um, and and basically that's all that's needed from the retailer is just one of these tags. So. That's very, very clever. Very, very clever. Because everyone has their phone on them. Like, I don't know anyone who heads out for the day without their phones. You're, you're pretty much always going to have that on you where you wouldn't have that little piece of paper in your pocket every time you go out. Well, that's that's it, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what we were trying to think. And, you know, even things like uh, payments now are going more towards mobile. So, yeah, as you were saying, the, the world is becoming so dependent on having their mobile that it made sense that, you know... Yeah. Um, you know, things, things like your wallet, they're actually, they're, they're moving into your phone. You know, like, you see things like Apple Wallet and stuff, and, uh, you know, I think I think it's the logical progression, basically, is that things that used to be in your wallet will soon be all carried on your phone. Even cash. Like, I don't remember the last time. Like, I've got money to burn, and I still remember the last time I had some <laughs> physical cash. <laughs> I actually don't. So, like, it's the same as loyalty cards. I'd say people are going to look at them and think, oh, covered in germs, bin them, and then that could be... The difference between you heading back to a coffee shop and you deciding, ah, I'll just go to the one that's a bit nearer than me. If you know, okay, there's one down the road there and I'm only two away from getting a freebie and I'm obviously like a loyal customer. The customer, they look after you maybe a little bit better because they see that you're always in. You're probably going to make that little bit of extra effort. Exactly. And that's that's another thing, you know, that the, that the stamp does is that you don't actually have to come in contact with it. It is a contactless system, so it'll work, you know. A centimeter or two above above the the stamp, so you can kind of just hover your phone above it. Brilliant. Um, so exactly as you were saying, you know that that kind of that uh, in that post COVID world, and even even right now, you know it is it is something that's kind of beneficial for the for the um, for the businesses that use it is they can they can leave it there and they, you know the customers can feel a little more safe that you know there's not there's not all this handing over of cards and and you know tapping on things that other people have touched and stuff. Hundred percent. How long has it been around? Um, so, so myself and Katie, we started working on it um, in February of 2019. So our masters uh, that I was talking about, that kind of that, that went way over time. So it was it was like a 12 month one. So, um, so so basically, when we graduated that, we kind of we kind of started straight into it. Um, and again, like the, the the problem was that you know we 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 were we were acutely aware of the fact that we kind of we knew nothing. Um, and so we were, we were just as I say, out of college and trying to trying to learn it all. So like sponges, just soaking up all the knowledge when you can. Well, I mean, trying to, trying to exactly. But uh, but then we. Um, so the first thing we did is we we uh, we found um, it was it was actually my uncle, the, the classic the classic kind of story. Um, but he'd been involved in a number of businesses before. 
um, and a couple of startups. So he was the first guy who I went to and then sort of said, like, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to do this. Um, and then, as we said, he, he kind of he put matters on us pretty soon and kind of, and you know, kind of just uh, pointed out the fact that there was going to be there's a lot to this and it's a lot more than, you know, we we both studied engineering and I think it's a classic, uh, it's a classic mistake that a lot of engineers think that like oh well all we've got to do is make make the products and then it'll just walk off the shelves if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, then all of a sudden you realise that's that's absolutely not the case and the you know the marketing and the selling of it is by far the harder part than. Been getting the thing the thing made initially um, oh without a doubt yeah and so so we, started, so we started working on it basically in in february of uh 2019 but then that was all kind of just market research and stuff like like you were saying and then um we basically got a prototype in april of the same year um and then it was launched in october of 2019 so it's been um we've been working on it now for um just over just over two Two years as of uh, a day ago, I think. Um, Happy and, birthday! Uh, <laughs> thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> then, um, but it's been it was it was released basically in October. Um, so so there's that, that bit of delay there. And obviously, like a lot of companies have been struggling a little bit um, with, like, obviously with the pandemic. Um, what's recent success been like? Have you have you been able to he- have head growth, or are you are there people having to leave the company? What's what's happening with it? Like in terms of like, obviously, a lot of people's companies are struggling. Are you are you surviving? Or are you thriving? Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely. It was it was very tough to begin with. Like we'd only we'd only had the app launched for three months, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was it was COVID time. So. You know, the first the first thing that had to change very quickly was um, when you know, um, like the fact that we used to sell basically in person, and you know, part of that was research. Again, is that you know we, we were still very much building the product. Yeah. Um, you know, we were trying to iterate on the app and get get as much feedback as we could, and so you know, just walking in and getting in front of businesses. So we sell to the likes of um, coffee shops, barber shops, restaurants, that kind of thing, um, and it was just so useful being able to get in front of them and kind of just see how they operated and learn about them that way. So once that was all shut down, I mean that became very difficult in terms of trying to sell to them. So we Without had to, you know, that and it had to go all online, and we had to try and sell through things like um, Instagram, you know, phone calls, um, and it's you know it's it's much harder because you don't get that in person kind of interaction, and you can't show it, and there's not the you know the sense of connection and that kind of thing that you can make um, if you're just getting in front of someone. So that was the initial problem, and then uh, as you say, you know, it was it was the same thing that these guys they got a they got such a fright, basically, that all of a sudden, you know, they just they just wanted to kind of, you know, uh, kind of bunker down and not not really look into new things. So, you know, it was definitely it was definitely yeah. the wrong time. It was probably an, a lot of the industries you're talking about there as well is our industries that were probably the hardest hit. So I'd say that made your job even tougher. Okay, exactly. I mean, most of it would be in kind of hospitality and um, like, yeah, exactly as you were saying. I mean, it was all just kind of like all of a sudden they, they had no customers, literally, and everyone was terrified of leaving the house and, you know, everyone was being told to stay home. So, you know, if, if you are one of these places, what can you do? Um, but, you know, so that's 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 basically what we tried to what you know, we tried to take on board and we tried to we tried to sell, tell them, you know, that this is a tool which can uh, which can help you both, you know, communicate back with your customers and let them know that you're still open if you are, and these are your opening hours. And then we tried to build in, you know, quite quickly some new channels that allow them kind of additional revenue streams while they were shut down. So things like um, buying gift vouchers, gifting gift vouchers, um, you know, just things that that might help them a little bit while they're while they're kind of struggling. But it was in terms of the growth. I mean, we still, you know, we were we were delighted with ourselves. We we went in with. Um, 
we went in with 70 places um, using the business um, just just before COVID, um, and now we're up to just over 300. Um, but like you know, we we one of the metrics that we knew was that um, comparing ourselves to another platform, Deliveroo, we knew that after Deliveroo launched, it took them 15 months to get to. 270 locations in London well, it took us 14 months to hit uh, 270 locations but we're in multiple countries as well fantastic so we London, Dublin um, you know, we were in Cork all over Ireland um, and we were also in the UK as well so no I mean as we were saying this is, this is exactly as you said this is why I'm, you know, I'm incredibly lucky to be working with people Fantastic! It's great to hear that it's going global because Money to Burn has a listenership around the globe. We're actually trending in the Indonesian charts at the moment. To let you know, so is it going international? <laughs> is are our Indonesian listeners going to be getting um, a feel for uh, Squid where they're from? Absolutely. Well, I mean that's that's exactly our plan right now. So we're trying to. Yeah, I mean, this is the really fun part. Is you know, for us, is trying to trying to get into new places and. Um, you know, there's there's so much to learn again in terms of you know if you try to um, if you try sell into somewhere even like the UK it's actually just so different to to here um, that you know that I have to spend a bit of time over there kind of just seeing what it's all like and you know the fact that like um, people the coffee shops in general that kind of thing you know they're 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 just different they're, they're yeah. kind of the scale the way they operate um, how they perceive you know what's important to their business. Um, it's all it's all very different, and all those kind of little cultural um, differences really really add up. So you know, in terms of looking into new places, there's there's a lot of work to be done there for us. But um, we were only the other day uh, we were talking to a guy in the in the UAE. So we're we're hoping to see if we can get if we can get into places like that and kind of just um, like as we said, you know, we 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 grew it remotely uh, and we grew it online during COVID. So we're confident. Um, that we can do it and now we're targeting places like uh, Australia Canada um, the UK in particular as well um, fantastic but, but you know because we've got a bit of a foothold there we're trying to we're trying to just kind of grow it um, but yeah no absolutely we're trying to we're trying to grow um, and just scale the platform well, you are definitely proof, uh, Matt, that you can work from anywhere, anytime really is fitting because you're growing a business um, really in the toughest time you could possibly do one. And that's maybe why you were, I don't, I'm glad this is an audio podcast because you might blush when I say this, but you were a nomination for Startup Company of the Year. How good was that? Um, yeah, no, it was great. Exactly as you were saying. It was, uh, we, we were delighted with ourselves again. You know, it was very much... Um, to be honest, that was that was again, you know, as I was saying, there's just so much learnings in this, and um, that whole kind of the the marketing and and the sort of the, that side of the company was something that I felt didn't really come naturally to us. So yeah, uh, we were very head down and kind of like trying to trying to just focus on the product and trying to focus on our sales. Um, and you know, again, we were just we were, we've been so lucky with the amount of uh, the amount of help we've gotten as well from you know advisors, mentors, um, Enterprise Ireland in particular as well. Um, and and then as I was saying, you know, I feel I feel a lot of that stuff just comes from uh, being fortunate enough to have those kind of guys around us. That you know, somebody somewhere hopefully was uh, was was um, looking out for us. But yeah, no, geez, we were we were absolutely delighted when when that happened. We was uh, you know, there was a load of really great companies in that list, and um, you know, there there were ones that we'd kind of followed for a long time and looked up to. So and you were in the thirty under thirty as well. I don't I don't add more. Um, mentions to your accolades, which you were mentioned in the uh, Independent, um, in the Thirty yeah. Under Thirty. That's another one. Yeah, no, again, I mean, this is this is what I'm saying. I think I think sometimes I'm I'm the token guy in there, and that it's really it's the focus should be on Katie. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's we were we were delighted to be in that again. It was it was brilliant. And I, lo- I like the way you share the, the accolades, I say, with Katie, as I say, it's great to hear, do you know what I mean? Some people just all about themselves. I think that's why it's a nice, it seems like a nice closely knit company. But yeah, no, well, as, uh, you know, I'm really not just saying this while, while we're on the thing, but as I said, you know, um, without, without Katie, like it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be there. I mean, the amount of stuff that she's done, it's, it's all kind of like the branding, you know, the, the actual product itself, um, I suppose she just has that kind of mind, you know. My my, my yeah. the way the way we work together is a little more that I'm probably looking looking to the future a bit more and a more kind of um, broader ideas, and then Katie's yeah. able to kind of grab that, and then she just makes sense of it. If you know what I mean? Yeah, so. different skill sets because I, I have looked at your social media and I've looked at the product, and it's a very nice looking product. Like it's as it's only a little cork with the squid on it, but it, it's just really cool. And it I think the simplistic style basically matches the simplisticness of how it, the way it's set up you could be you could be literally a coffee a coffee van couldn't you like in a in a market on a saturday morning you could have that on your on your counter uh, yeah well I mean, that's that's exactly again what we were going for and you know i think i think we were as i say we we're very lucky to have uh, the likes of katie and we have um ella ella higgins as well who's working with us and she's got you know she's kind of got a great eye for those sort of things so yeah um just, just putting, you know, people, people are able to pick up on these things. And as you said, you know, I think, I think branding is uh, something that's really important um, to, to the likes of, you know, coffee culture and that kind of thing. So, you know, we had to, we, we were aware of the fact that if we wanted our thing to, to, to be, you know, in their premise, it had to be something which was um, small and simple, but, you know, not, uh, not displeasing to the eye in, in as much as we could. So we tried to make, you know, as minimalistic as we could, but, uh, no, it was Katie, as I say, who, who designed the, the logo and stuff. And I think, I think, um, she's doing a great think, job. Think, okay. Yeah, no, exactly. So, do you, um, do you think businesses invest enough money in loyalty? Like, when you think of like successful companies, say, like Amazon, Amazon of Amazon Prime, uh, you can do unlimited shopping uh, or shipping millions of products, you get a streaming service. Do you think smaller companies, well, everyone's small compared to Amazon, but could, could they learn fr- about loyalty from the big boys? I think so, exactly. I mean, I think I think it's actually it was really interesting for us to see again. And you know, obviously, we're hyper focused on the loyalty space, but um, but when you do go and you talk to a lot of these businesses, they, um, you know, they they they're not really the type of business uh, that's that's or there's a lot of businesses, should I say, that aren't primed for growth. So yeah. the likes of advertising, uh, etc., isn't really for them. If you picture, you know, a pub or a coffee shop or kind of any sort of local business, really. Um, it just doesn't really make sense to advertise, you know, across the Grove or something like that. It's it's much more focused, and you know, you, you want basically that um, a more a more kind of uh, you know a loyal customer base that you can depend on to keep on coming back into you. And again, what we just found really interesting was the lack of tools that are, that are that are available to these guys. It's about. Isn't it, I think I saw on your website eighty percent of the profit of your pro- of your sales come from twenty percent of your customers. Isn't that right? Am I right with those numbers? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I mean, the statistics are kind of mind-boggling when you when you look at it. And there's so many reports that give out things like that. Like, um, I remember seeing one, and I just thought, geez, you know, that that makes so much sense to to invest in it more. But uh, it was that um, there was a Harvard study that came out that said uh, that they saw that if if businesses invested or if they could increase customer retention by one percent, uh, they'd grow their profits by uh, twenty-five to ninety-five percent. Wow. Unbelievable, because people are so fixated, I always find, on the next sale, the next sale, but it's about keeping the ones that you have happy, keeping the people who come into your shop every day coming back. Well, that's it. I think, you know, one of the things that I 
think about is like from the perspective of the from the perspective of the till, it doesn't really mind who's putting the money in. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So if you've got the same people coming back again and again, a it's easier to manage them. Like you'll actually build a bit of a reputation with them, and they'll they'll grow to care about you, uh, which is very important. You know, you see that all um all over the place, particularly you know in in Ireland in particular. I think I think we are quite good at that. Um, like my my um my mum is from um a, a place down in West Cork, and we spend a lot of time down there. And, um, you know, it's a small little community and, um, you know, people are really big into that kind of stuff. Like if they hear about a place that's struggling, they will actively go out. Of and they row in. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that that's what happens when you have a loyal customer base is that, you know, the, the business owners, they, they start to, uh, they start to recognize the customers, uh, the customers recognize them. They kind of, you know, they become friends literally. Um, and, and, you know, it, it becomes more than that transactional kind of relationship and it, it, uh, it nurtures into something where, and this is exactly the point again, as you were saying back to stats, you know, loyal customers, they spend more. Uh, 100%. They care and, you know, they will, they'll make the, the I mean, the, the industry definition is choosing um, of, of being loyal to a brand is when you'll choose one brand over, over another that offers the same product. Um, so, so in other words, like, you know, so particularly in something like coffee, if you're, if you're loyal to a particular coffee shop, um, it's walking past all the other ones. To go back to completely that, 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 that you know and you know from the business owner's perspective isn't that isn't that exactly what you want i get that because like it sounds mad but now i haven't gone there in a while obviously because of covid i'm doing my own hair but even where i get my hair cut right it's about a 45 50 minute drive from here and i'd say there's about a thousand um barber shops between it but because i know them so long they're so friendly they give such a great service and um, that i always go back and um, so it's it's like I'd, I, I'm so loyal to that even if I was down if I moved to Kilkenny I'd probably drive back up to get my hair cut there yeah, yeah exactly no, I know exactly what you mean but it is interesting I think for, you know for a business like that um, when you do actually think about what, what can they do to uh, like what tools are available to them to communicate back with you exactly you know, they have, they'll, they'll have social media let's say but that's kind of more of a broadcast message yeah um, and then short of that it's kind of you know possibly they'll ask you for your number or your email Lots of people are kind of allergic to email marketing these days. They get they get a lot of it coming in, um, and it just doesn't feel, I suppose, as personal. Um, so that's that's again exactly what we're trying to fix is we're trying to fix it, build something which feels more connected and where you actually know that the person at the end of the line is the person you you know that you're used to, and allow them to kind of get you more familiar with the business, um, even down to things like the backstory. Um, so you know that was something in particular that I was. Uh, I was blown away by when we when we first set off was um, you know there were all these businesses around me that um, I'd, I'd grown up seeing um, you know and I was well used to them but then you actually go in and you meet the people and um, you know it's, it's not surprising but you, you start seeing the, the passion that each person has for their own business um, and you start finding out about how it's set up and you know their their struggles and you know all the things they had to go through to get it to get it up and running and all of a sudden it just it means a lot more to you I, I felt you know what so that's something. That, Sorry, yeah, okay. so, sorry, yeah, you know, that's something that we try to capture a bit more in the app now. Is we have, we have a section for um, the business's story uh, that if they choose to, they can they can write about and just tell you a little bit about you know when they found it, why they found it, all that kind of thing. Amazing, yeah, because it, it it seems like such a it, there's so much stuff on the app. It's not just click and get your free coffee. It seems like it, the companies can tell their story there. Exactly, and I think yeah, as I was saying, it's it's um, it's still something we're definitely working on, and we're trying to we're trying to learn more about um, 
loyalty in general, if you know what I mean, and, and try and capture it uh, in in the app and make it as a, as a tool that will connect connect businesses and and their customers. Um, but it's tough, you know. I think I think that there is yeah. there's a, there's there's an element there of you know people see digital as kind of stony faced and um, you know it, it doesn't have that, um, that that direct link. And so trying to trying to emphasize the fact of um, you know that this this is the, the guys behind the app are you know are the people who you're used to. Um, that's something that we're trying to get through the app more and. Um, you know, it's 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 quite tough, but I'm, I do think that we're going to kind of get there. And the next thing is bringing out um, these communications. So, um, so the idea is just just exactly as we, you were talking about earlier. You know, if you wanted to go back to to your barber or whatever, uh, but you weren't sure if they were open, and then all of a sudden they could tell you, "Listen, we're back." If you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, how how would they do that? Exactly. Um, and this is this is as I was saying, what we're trying to what we're trying to build in is that they can. Um, they have a tool now, basically, which will enable them to do that. Um, and we're trying to build in things like, you know, booking and ordering as well for different book businesses suits that. So exactly, you know, for something like a barber, it would be booking, uh, but maybe for a restaurant or for a coffee shop, it would be order ahead or order for delivery and that kind of thing. But it's unique to each business. So we want to focus on, you know, being a loyalty platform. But, you know, in that, I think I think we've realized as well that, uh, the requirements for each business are going to be different, different, um, and so within the platform, within the profiles on the platform, um, they're going to have different features available to them uh, in order in order to enable loyalty to their business. Fantastic! It sounds like there's so much room, more room to re- to evolve with it. And one question for you, right? For all our listeners listening in, what advice would you have for someone who's done it that has a great idea in their head? They think this would be revolutionary. What would it take to make it a reality what are the steps to make it from something that's in your head to what your business is now um, yeah i think i, I mean obviously we, we still have quite a long way to go but i think again it goes back to i remember it was um that that as i said we had this idea for for quite a while and um there was one day in particular and it was it was with my uncle um and he did just kind of shock me when he turned to me out of the blue and he said well just just do it and then, you know, because I was telling him, like, oh, you know, if we did this thing, like, it would work, and I think all this sort of stuff. And then and then he just sort of, he struck me down literally by, by turning around and saying, you know, uh, well, just do it. And then he was like, start tomorrow. And I think that was, you know, that was the biggest thing that that, that takes a lot of kind of, um, you know, that, that lots of people just don't think about doing is the actual day when you plan it in and you say, nope, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to start working on this. And there'll be a lot of work, you know, I think, yeah. I think especially in research building a team you know you have to finance it you need legal work you're going to need accounting you're going to need uh, you know to work out how the processes are going to work all that kind of thing so you've got to brace yourself for the fact that there is going to be a lot of work involved um but i think the first step and the hardest step by miles is deciding literally what day of the week are you going to actually sit down and just start getting and get it going and then you know what i was what i was amazed at again is like there is such a uh, particularly in ireland again you know, people are just so helpful. People are like, they're only delighted to, to give you their 10 cents on what, what they think you should do next or point you in the right de- direction of where you might get a grant, where you might get funding. Um, you know, uh, if they have links to potential customers that you're trying to get introduced to. So, you know, in a lot of ways, again, you know, for people in Ireland or, or even abroad, I think, you know, it's um, it's the fact that a lot of people aren't out to get you. They're really out to, 
to help you. And the hardest part is just taking the first step, I think. Brilliant. Great advice, Matt. And where, where can people who listen to Money to Burn reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you? Um, in, we, have our, we have our Instagram. We have um, Squid Loyalty on, on Instagram. Or, or if anyone wanted to reach out to me, to me personally, my email is uh, Matthew at SquidLoyalty.ie. Don't be harassing them now, the listeners, okay? <laughs> only business only. But Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Money to Burn and especially being our first guest on our new Money to Burn Coffee With section. And on Money to Burn, we too like our loyal guests. So if you're on the show nine more times uh, on your 10th visit, the coffee's on me. How about that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Money to Burn Coffee With Squid CEO, Matt Coffee. Cheers. Thanks a million. And that, my friends, is all we have time for on this edition of Money to Burn Coffee With. Thank you all for tuning in. And before you go, remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our shows. We have our regular Money to Burn episodes with all your favourites. What? You never knew? No more funny business and tons more fun segments for you to enjoy. As well as our five-minute mini episodes of Money to Burn in Money to Burn Pocket Change for when you're on the go but want a quick show. Perfect for keeping you company while you're making a cup of tea. Until next time, stay safe. Stay happy, but most of all, stay lucky.